Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. for your boy both ways good and bad this is the Wesson Walker show sports radio 92.7 WFNZ going to the text line Steve from Salisbury says I was a Niner fan up until Carolina got a team I was pulling for them but knew what the outcome would be before it started uh, Chris from the Trey Four said and Wes we are beating Duke tonight book it Hunter is on one yeah I, I hope he continues that that was a great game we're about to get to that in the campus corner and then the 704 number uh, with the hate. Keep the hate coming. We want the text lines lit. Whether you want to hate or whether you want to talk your trash, whatever it is, as long as you got that text line lit up, we're loving it. He says, can you talk about the Super Bowl again? I missed Wes crying. I mean, yeah, you know, I took the L. I took my medicine like anybody else, but like the good fan that I am, they call the 49ers fans the 49er faithful. And even though last night I wanted to leave them, but I said, damn it, I'm part of the faithful, and I'm going to be right back in the ride with them next year and the year after that and the year after that. Man, that's just part of being a fan. It stinks. My team has lost three straight Super Bowls, something I never thought it would see, but I'm still part of the faithful, baby. Marriages go through rough spots. <laughs> they do. It I mean, nobody it said it was easy. True, yeah. Nobody said it was easy. But you have had a long-standing marriage with San Francisco. Very there long. have been three, specifically three painful events, and there have been some painful events along the way. But you've experienced the highs as well. I've and experienced so, one high. Thankfully, I was old enough to be able to see that high. Well, I mean, still, unless I guess we could do the rings culture thing, only one high. True. But still, it's still a successful season, right? Know, man, but just give me one. All right, man, let's get to the campus. Kona, I almost thought I had a great prediction in the bag. I picked the Miami Hurricanes to take it to the North Carolina Tar Heels, and they almost did that. They almost did it, but almost only counts in horseshoes, right? Carolina beats the Canes on the road, 75-72. to They're now 6-1 and on the road this year. All in conference play, they committed 16 turnovers that led to 22 Miami points. That was the second most turnovers in a win this season. R.J. Davis gave you 25 points. You got a double-double from Armando Baycott. Elliot Cadeau, I tried to look outside and see if pigs were flying by my window, yep. but they weren't. He hit two three-pointers for the first time this season. They were his first threes in ACC play. They held Miami to 26% from three. It was the 12th time an opponent shot under 30% from three uh, this season. And so when you look at this basketball game, North Carolina gets the job done. They're outscored by Miami in the first half, 41-40, to 40, but they come back and win the second half by four points. And you got some good performances in the second half. R.J. Davis had nine points, even though he was one of ten from the field, but six of six from the free throw line, eight big points from Elliott Cadeau. What do we think of this performance after two losses in three games? Did this instill championship confidence back in Chapel Hill, or are there more worries? There's there's not more worries in okay. my opinion. If, if there, I don't know 
how much confidence you have after this win. But part of the ACC, like you're going to have close victories too. And if it is on the road, I don't think Miami is a great basketball team. That's why you're under 500 in conference play and you're only 15 and nine on the season. It's not an NCAA tournament team right now after going 15 and nine. There still is some talent to like make the case for them to be able to stay in it with a team like North Carolina, especially at home. And so sometimes it's just all about surviving on the road for some of the good squads. And we know how hard that is in the ACC. And North Carolina did that over the weekend. It doesn't mean they played extremely well. It doesn't mean that, okay, now I'm all the way back on the championship bandwagon. I don't know if I was ever off of that. My panic meter was turned up just a little bit after the previous loss that they had to Clemson. But it wasn't a ton for me. R.J. Davis, still a little inefficient if he's shooting anywhere but the three-point line. Six of 19, but he was five of 11 from deep. At least you have Armando contributing better. His efficiency is a lot better, which is, I think, a key part in all of this. But North Carolina at least got the win on the road. That's the most important thing, even if they did relinquish a double-digit lead midway through the second half to allow Miami to have a chance. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was a game. I'm not going to say it's going to give you more worries, but I think teams are... In some ways, kind of creating a blueprint to try to beat the Tar Heels, Mm -hmm. being physical with R.J. Davis, which I think can contribute to some of the inefficiency that you've seen from his shooting, uh, playing Cadeau. Now, if Cadeau can hit two or six three-point field goals, that'll do wonders uh, for that offense because teams are going to have to respect him because I find myself, again, one time Matthew Cleveland ran the close out on Cadeau at the three-point line, and I'm like, what? are you doing? And you still shouldn't do it. What are you doing? But Baycott gets you 10 points, 15 rebounds. Harrison Ingram, 13 points, 5 rebounds. Again, that's my X factor for the Hills. When he gives you double-digit production, uh, hits those threes, I think that's what really makes Carolina's offense hard to deal with because I think, you know, R.J. Davis, as I said, he's not the biggest of guys, and I think for him to ask him to carry the load especially as physical as teams are being with him, I think at some point, you know, you're going to run into that inefficiency, running out of gas, things of that nature. No Chad O'Meara and Nigel Pack both had 20 points. Pack missed the three. They could have tied it. Fitty, what say you about this game? I'm sure it was an emotional roller coaster for you. Yeah, this would have been a tough loss to swallow because Carolina blew a double-digit lead in the first half, and they blew a, effectively a double-digit lead again in the second half because at the under-eight-minute mark, they just quit playing basketball. And I didn't quite understand the game plan, the strategy. Ultimately, you made enough plays down the stretch. And, man, I'm just – I'm not here for the Armando Baycott hate, man. Like, he had 10 and 15. A lot of Carolina fans were trolling and complaining about him in the first half when he just wasn't given the ball despite establishing position on the post. And then he blocked Norchad O'Meara to effectively seal and win the game for you. So at this rate, with the way that top 10 teams are dropping like flies on the road at a historic pace, just win, baby. I don't care how it looks. I don't care if it's ugly. I don't care if it's pretty. Just win. Yeah, The Baycott discourse, the, the only problem that I had earlier when everybody started to come around on the, hey, man, these numbers look a little bit different. Mine was just you can't be that good over the course of your career and post the worst efficiency mark, worst field goal percentage that you've ever had. Like, you can't be shooting just above 50 if you're that close to the basket and you have other offensive weapons around you. And the last few games, I haven't blamed Armando Baycott for any of that. You're starting to see him shoot at a higher clip, which is exactly what you should be doing when you're that close to the basket. So I'm cool with Baycott now. Like, I thought there was some little bit worthy criticism towards him, but he's playing well. It's really all about, can you hit shots from deep. Cormac Ryan at least hit a couple threes 
he was 40% of the five that he took, and that's actually a big deal for Carolina because he's been so cold here recently. North Carolina got nothing from their bench in this game. Like, Wojcik was the only guy that even got real run. 18 yep. minutes for Wojcik, and everybody else had under six, including Jalen Washington, who you like. Trimble still being out, I think, is a big deal for them. I think that matters quite a bit. But Baycott right now, yeah, I don't pin this on him. He's playing better. All right, also in ACC action, my Demon Deacons got a big win over NC State, 83-79. to DJ Horn and Hunter Salas put on a show, folks. Hunter Salas had 33 points on 12 of 17 shooting, six rebounds and a couple of assists. DJ Horn has 31 points on 13 of 21 shooting, uh, three re- rebounds as well. And I mean, these two, it was like a, it was like a movie or like a, the episode of Fresh Prince when Will went up against Marcus, uh, whatever <laughs> his right. name was. They were From just Malibu. going back and forth at each other. DJ Horn, man, he's been one of the better transfers that have come into the ACC this year. But Hunter Salas in three out of his last five games has had 20 points or more. Uh, this was a tremendous, tremendous basketball game to watch. Do we think that this was the best game in the ACC yet as far as just the back-and-forth play? And how do we feel about the Demon Deacons going into Duke tonight? I think to answer your first question, yes, it was one of the best ACC games that we've seen so far because we had star power. We had two fun guards going at it in DJ Horn and Hunter Salas, as you mentioned. You also got scoring elsewhere. Like, it's not like nobody else contributed for Wake. Everybody, except for Reed, who had nine, contributed with double figures scoring in this game. And you got Burns scoring 14. I really liked that game. And then at the end, it was just Wake being able to make the plays they needed to in order to come out on top. Do I expect Wake Forest to win in Duke tonight? Yeah, man. They need a big victory to solidify themselves as a, okay, we're starting to get back on track towards an NCAA tournament run. On the road, I can't pick them because their only win that they've had on the road that matters so far is Georgia Tech, and they destroyed them. But even with Georgia Tech knocking off Duke and North Carolina themselves, I don't know if you're pointing to that win and saying, okay, now Wake Forest is all the way back. Big old win against NC State. I'm going to have them lose tonight against Duke. But Wake Forest is talented, no doubt about it. Like, I could see an upset happening if you were to force me to put my money on it. Yeah, man, I still got to go with the Blue Devils. Yeah, I go split, too. I'm going to go with Duke tonight as well, simply because they played them again on February 24th. And we know what type of team Wake is at home. They've won 13 consecutive home games for the first time since 2013-2014. And so I would love to go into Cameron and get a win. And I'm not saying I think they got no shot. I think they can do it. But with another game in your back pocket against Duke, I always feel like when two pretty good teams play against each other, you're going to split uh, more than likely. As far as this game, yeah, I thought it was one of the better games of this year. I would have to say as far as games that I've watched, I know people are going to be like, well, Wes, of course you're going to say that because it's Wake. But as far as games that I've watched in the conference this no, season, for game. my money, I thought it was the best as far as just two-star players battling it out. Uh, and just big plays down the stretch. But, Fiddy, what say you about this matchup and Wake against Duke tonight? Yeah, look, I, I had your game on the third screen on Saturday because, of course, Carolina, Miami, Gonzaga, Kentucky had the Deeks and Wake Forest. It was fun watching DJ Horn and uh, Hunter Salas go out. It was able, was glad you guys were able to win, so I have to fire your head coach. <laughs> I'd really love for y'all to win. And I'm with you, Wes. I think you're I think you're capable of it. If you had another road win or two, maybe I'd be more confident. 
But I don't think going on the road to lowly Georgia Tech and running them out of the gym is a whole lot to be excited well, about. Well, they did beat Carolina and Duke on that floor, so it's not like it's anything to sneeze at necessarily. Yeah, but Wes, when Carolina goes to Georgia Tech, tough environment. One right, of the tougher road right, environments right. in the ACC. Wes, yeah. this is common knowledge. Man. I know it is. My bad. <laughs> so, Everywhere they go, every city they go, it's a hard road environment. I, I think what's more important for you guys tonight, like, yes, you want to win, but if y'all can go there and compete and push Duke 40 minutes – you feel more confident that when they visit Winston-Salem in the return game that you can get them on your home court. And we've seen Pitt come in there and beat them, and we saw Boston College fight with them on Saturday as well. And we'll get to that uh, quickly before we get out. But Walker, your Charlotte 49ers bounce back 73-70. to 70. They shoot 49% from the field. Get the job done. Luke I. Patterson came back in a big way, 6-12 shooting. Three of five from three-point land with three assists on the evening. How did you feel about your 49ers bouncing back? We were talking about roller coasters. It's a roller coaster game. <laughs> How about 212 left? Charlotte was up 70 to 62. They were up eight points. And then Temple, the worst team in conference, by the way, Start slow, not even so slowly, to be honest with you, because you didn't have a whole lot of time to work with, but you hit a couple of free throws. Charlotte was fouling, and then Temple was able to make that a two-point game after a layup made at the 32nd mark. I'm just glad Lukai Patterson kept hitting his free throws. Like, those were big free throws, and then Milicic missed the last one to allow Temple to have a shot at it at the end, and it was close. It goes begging. But I just need Charlotte to hold on to their leads, and they haven't been able to do that the last two games. Big lead against South Florida, and when you play the other best team in conference, if you allow them to come back, they just might win it. You got lucky against Temple, and they're not one of the best teams in conference, but it used to be the exact opposite, right? Charlotte was the team that was coming back from such a big deficit. It, now they're relinquishing that. They need to figure that out, but, you know, Aaron Fern has 100% earned every Charlotte 49er fan's trust, and I expect him to get back. But, yeah, I just need these last two games for them to win and hold on to their leads a little bit easier. Yeah, I think with them losing such a big emotional game, them coming back and winning on the road, I think that says a lot about the character of this basketball team because a lot of teams could have gone into the tank and, you know, just felt like, man, you know, are we really as good as we thought we were? But for them to come back and do what they did on the road, Definitely salute to the 49ers, and I think their success is going to continue. Fitty, you got any thoughts on the 49ers? Just glad for Walker's sake that he's got a winning team to talk about. And they're 9-2 and two in the league now, Walt? 10-2. and 10-2. and two. Yep, 10-2 and two right now. So we're excited about that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, you. as we get ready to go out of break, a, a couple of other teams that won this weekend. Clemson did go on the road and defeat Syracuse in a crazy game. Cuse almost came back a couple of times. They got the job done. App State got a win, and then Duke took care of BC, uh, even though BC was feisty in the first half, but they came back and dominated them as we thought that they would. And just some house cleaning. Fitty, you'll be happy to know you're right. I'm sorry. It actually is 9-2 and two to go ahead and correct that. And so, Fitty, the college basketball savant, I'll know my place now. Just say it again. Fitty, no, you're right. No. One, time, <laughs> one time was enough.